Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Peyton has growing pains. Oreo wants up on the bed. Girl, you want to come up here? Do you want to come up here? Okay. Oreo's our French, I mean, our English bulldog. And she's a very No, small. I don't want my... Do you want her up here? Come on, she'll be good. Come here. No, Let's I just don't try. No, I don't come want on. her mouth come on my bed. It's okay, it's we're just going to try. Okay, Oreo, don't make your mouth stink. Okay, right here. Right, lay down. Lay down. Okay, look how excited she is. Lay down. Okay, it's just a bed. Okay, she's too excited. Okay. She's doing the circles. Okay, lay down. Over here. Please. Oreo. Oreo. I don't want her in my bed. Okay, this is not working. Okay. I told her. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you. You're so okay. Okay, let's go. I know, she stinks. Okay, we tried. Come here. <laughs> Shenanigans over. We're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Oreo was a little too excited. What do you think, yeah, Peyton? She went. She like. She went cuckoo cocoa puffs. She went cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah. Oh, she's like, cuckoo cocoa puffs. Oh. Okay. You know what? I always lose clothing in your room because it's hot. I take my sweatshirt off, and now my socks come off, and then I'm like, where are my socks? They're always in your room. <laughs> okay. You want to say it? I've been being in the ghost that had to go. Yeah, queen. Okay, book two. I've been being in the ghost that had to go. Yeah. All right, queen. In the ghost that had to go. You know what? We need to go see Callahan. I haven't seen him in a couple days because we've been gone. She's a Lisa. Okay. Gymnastics Club. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wham! Being crashed onto the grass. Look, she looks a little dizzy. I think she was spinning in circles. Ouch! She said Ivy peeking through a hole in her sandwich. Didn't that hurt? No, I'm just dizzy, said Bean. She sat up on the playground and began to tilt. Uh, she laid down again. <laughs> now Emma stood up. She had she lifted her hands above her head and took a deep breath and began. She did a good nine cartwheels before she fell on her head. Oh, they're doing cartwheels. Cool. Are you all right, Ivy asked Emma, with her mouth full of peanut butter? Sort of, said Emma. Now it was Zuzu's turn. Zuzu was the best cartwheel in the gymnastics club. She was also the best backbender. She could even do seven round-offs in a row. Nobody else could do even one. 
Zuzu pulled down her pink ruffle skirt and raised her hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve cartwheels, and still Zuzu landed on her feet. Then she arched around her arched over backwards and she flung her arms over her head. She made a perfect back bend. She looked like a turnover pink teacup. Then she rose back and boing like a doll with elastic with her elastic legs. Wow, said Ivy. Bean jumped up. She just had to do 12 cartwheels. Stand back, she said. Wait, said Zuzu. What about Ivy? Aren't you going to do cartwheels, Ivy? Do you know if you stick with gymnastics, you could do stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, I'm guarding the jacket, said Ivy. But Ivy, this is gymnastics club, said Zuzu. You can't just guard jackets. Why not, Ivy wondered. Well, I'll teach you how to do it if you don't know, said Emma. She knows, said Bean. She can do a cartwheel. I've seen her. Ivy looked at Bean in surprise. Why was she saying that? Ivy had never done a cartwheel in her life. Slowly, Ivy put her sandwich down next to Emma's jacket. There's just one little problem, she began. Hey, Leo, yelled Bean suddenly. You'd better watch out. If I get hit with that ball, there's going to be big trouble. Leo was the leader of the soccer kids at Emerson School. Before there was a gymnastics club, the soccer kids and the whole field had the whole field in themselves during lunch at recess and recess. That when Bean and Emma and Zuzu and Ivy started the gymnastics club, they kept getting hit with the soccer ball. One day Bean got clobbered in the stomach and she was declared she declared war on the soccer kids. She came with a bag of ripe plums and chased Leo down. When she caught him, she sat on his head and rubbed plums into his hair. Oh yeah, Yelza. Rose, the yard duty, had been really mad. She told Leo and Bean that they had to work it out or she would kick them off the field. So Bean and Leo worked it out. Gymnastics club was supposed to have all the grass near the play structure. The soccer kids were supposed to keep their balls from hitting the gymnastics club. Bean promised not to bring plums to school anymore. After that, the, the war was mostly over. But now, Leo looked mad. It's not even near you, he yelled. He was right. The ball was on the other side of the field, near McAdam. A weird kid who just sat under the trees and ate lunch when he, when he thought no one was looking. Aw, he's by himself. That's kind of sad. Okay, yelled Bean, feeling like a dork. She had been trying to help Ivy. Like it was saying, I can't do Carwell at the moment, said Ivy. Why, asked Zuzu with her hands on her hips. Because, Ivy said, we've got an emergency situation going on right over there. She pointed. Emma and Zuzu and Bean followed Ivy's pointing finger across the playground. She was pointing directly into the girls' bathroom, right outside the cl their classroom. The Oath of the Liquids. What, said Emma. What, said Zuzu. I don't see it, said Ivy. Oh, you don't see it, said Ivy? What are you talking about, asked Emma. Bean didn't say anything. She was watching Ivy. What was going on? I see a bathroom. I don't see an emergency situation, said Zuzu. She patted her little pink bow in her hair. Ivy stopped pointing inside. Oh, well, you probably wouldn't believe me anyways. I believe you, said Bean. Anyway, I you have to tell me because of the oath. Two Saturdays before, Ivy told Bean about the blood oath. If they write down a poem and sign it with your own blood, then you have to keep promises always. And if you don't, the blood inside your, inside your body will curdle. Yikes. Bean didn't know what curdling was, so Ivy explained that it was like cottage cheese. 
How disgusting was that? Bean was ready to give it a try right away. But first, but first they had to think of an oath. Bean wanted the oath to be about turning her older sister Nancy into a stone. Maybe not forever, but for like a month at least. Ivy said no. It had to be something they could do for sure. In the end, they promised to tell each other all of their secrets for the rest of their lives. Ivy wrote the words down on a silver marker. It looked very fancy. The problem was that the oath had been signed by midnight. They tried for three days. Ivy oh, had to be signed at midnight. They tried for three days. Ivy tried staying awake until midnight. Bean tried waking herself up at midnight. They both tried sleeping on the floor. So that one would be really uncomfortable and wake up. Nothing worked. Ivy said it would be almost the same if they did it at the stroke of noon. The two girls squished Bean into Bean's old playhouse and Ivy read the oath in a very serious voice. Then she got out a pen and she held it right above her finger, ready to stab herself. Almost ready to stab herself. Not quite ready. Blood attracts vampires and bats, she said suddenly. Vampire bats? Yeah, vampire bats. They drink blood mostly. They drink cow's blood, but they might get attracted to us if we sign an oath with blood. She put the pen down. Ben un uh, being understood. Poking your finger with a pen didn't seem like a big deal until you're about to do it, and she didn't really want to poke her finger either. But they both felt disappointed. A blood oath was such a great idea. Why does it have to be blood, she asked. But could it be something else inside of us? Like what? Ivy looked interested. Boogers? Yuck, said Bean. No, what about spit? Ivy said spit would be all right, I guess. I don't want my spit to curdle either. That's funny. Bean and Ivy never got much of a chance to, to spit because their mothers didn't like it. So they each made a big one and gushed it into letters. They had more spit than they knew what to do with. The paper tore in one piece, or in one place, and you couldn't really see their names when it dried. That just made it more mysterious, said Bean. It's an oath of liquid, said Ivy, a powerful oath. So now Ivy had to tell her secrets to Bean. Excuse me, Ivy pointed to Emma and Zuzu. She pulled a few steps away. This morning, Ivy whispered, when I went into the bathroom, I got a funny feeling like I was walking through a cold mist. And even though it was warm, I began to shiver. My teeth were chattering like this. Ivy smacked her teeth together like this. And then I heard a strange whining noise like this. Ivy squealed when her mouth was closed. Bean didn't know what she was talking about. Was someone locked in the stall, she guessed? No, don't you get it? Ivy's eyes glowed. Get what? It's a ghost. The bathroom's haunted, Ivy shouted, whispered. Ivy whisper shouted, the bathroom's haunted. That's like a good whisper shout, right? <laughs> Bean spun around, that's okay, spun around to look at the school. The long open breezeway was dotted with blue doors. The first and second grades girl's bathroom was in the middle of the breezeway. Bean could see a girl coming out of the bathroom right now. Look, Ivy grabbed her arm. See that cloudy stuff right next to the girl's head? See, Bean squinted. The more she squinted, the more she could see a pale, milky cloud floating behind her on the side of the bathroom door. The girl, stepping into the breezeway, rubbed her arm. See, Ivy squealed. See, she's cold because she just walked through a ghost. 
and then Bean could see it clearly. The pale spot grew thicker until it was a patch of fog about the size of a person. You couldn't see through it though. It, you couldn't see through it to inside of the bathroom. You, I can see it, whispered Bean. Does it have a yellowish eyes? Like flashlights? Yes, Ivy whispered, squeezing Bean's arm. Yes, it does. They looked at each other and they smiled. This was even better than a blood oath. How totally cool, Bean shouted. A haunted bathroom in her own school? What's, what's cool, yelled Emma and Zuzu. Together, tell us. About a minute later, the bell rang and lunch was over. Well, uh, we'll tell, said Ivy, right here after school. You're going to love it, said Bean. Okay, this is getting creepy. Are you getting scared? Mm-mm. You're not? At, not even at all? Nope. Oh my gosh, all right. Who's that ugly guy? That's what the chapter's called. Even before Ivy and Bean were friends, they had both been in Miss Aruba Tate's second grade class. They didn't sit together, but after the day they threw worms at Bean's sister Nancy, they asked Miss Aruba Tate if they could share a table. Miss Aruba Tate just loved when people were friends. She smiled and said, that's wonderful, girls. The two of you will be a great team. After a minute, though, she added, but if there's talking, I'm going to have to separate you. <laughs> Don't talk. I know, and after school, if I sit next to Trinity, that happens. Do you get in trouble for talking? We have to, we have to move. After school care? Yes. Isn't after school care about playing? No, sometimes we're in the classroom. Interesting. That seems like kind of lame. Where do we? Where the classroom? You know, I think that is lame. L7 Weenie. Do you know what movie that's from? No. No, I'm going to make you watch it. So far, Ivy and Bean had only been separated six times. That was not a big surprise. Bean had been separated from everyone in the class at least once. No matter who she sat next to, Bean talked. I was like that too. Even Miss McAdam, who mostly talked to him, oh, even McAdam, who mostly talked to himself, had been separated from Bean. Once, Miss Rubite had Bean sit by herself, but Bean just talked louder. Bean tried not to talk. She promised not to talk, but every day she talked. Mostly, she was trying to be helpful. She was trying to explain things to kids who didn't understand. For example, regrouping. Eric didn't understand regrouping. Miss Rubite had to explain it. But he didn't understand it, so she added instead of subtract. So he added instead of subtracting. Bean could couldn't stand to watch him add when she knew he was supposed to subtract. Just knowing that he was adding, he was adding, made it impossible for her to do her own her own subtractions. She had to tell him that he was doing it wrong. She had to tell him how to do it right. Bean is only responsible for Bean, Mister Rubate kept saying. But Bean thought that that wasn't true because Miss Aruba Tate also kept saying that the class was like a family and families were responsible for each other. But when Bean pointed out, Miss Aruba Tate opened her mouth and then closed. Ivy was very quiet. She was the quietest kid in the class. So Miss Aruba Tate kept putting Bean back with Ivy. I think that she hopes it will rub off on me, Bean explained to her mom. But so far it hasn't. Even though she hadn't quite learned how to be quiet, she had learned a lot by sitting next to Ivy. One thing she had learned was that Ivy wasn't quite as quiet as she seemed. Ivy, as, as quiet as she seemed, Ivy talked 
just, she just talked so softly that no one could hear her. After lunch, the second graders had science. They were doing a unit on dinosaurs. Bean's favorites were the big ones that had bony skulls as they cracked them together when they fought. Ivy liked the bird dinosaurs with feathers and sharp claws and red eyeballs. Today, the second graders were learning about swimming dinosaurs. Actually, they weren't dinosaurs at all, Miss Robitate was saying. They're prehistoric creatures called marine reptiles. One marine reptile is a Tyrannodon. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. I'm not a good, I'm not a boy mom. Tyrannodon. Tyrannodon. Does that sound like one? Does that sound like a dinosaur? I don't know, maybe either. Eric hollered, waving his hand up in the air. Oh, geez, Louisa. Here's going to be my, uh, my brilliance coming out. Plesiosaur. Breathed Ivy only so Bean could hear her. Plesiosaur, said Bean out loud. Oh, oh, aw, Ivy helped Bean say it. She was like, Plesiosaur. And Ivy, then Bean could say, Plesiosaur. I like the way that Emma is raising her hand. Emma, she said, Miss Arubitate said. Emma stared at her. Um, I forgot. Miss Arubitate said, Bean, will you repeat what you said? Plesiosaur, said Bean. I Ivy said it, really. Thank you, Ivy and Bean. Just like the name of the book. Thank you, Ivy and Bean, said Miss Arubitate. Then she held up a picture of something that looked like a whale and a giraffe glued together. Who's that ugly guy? Dusset shouted. Then he laughed so hard that he fell off his chair. Yeah, we're here. Oh, the dinosaur? Yeah. Well, there's pictures of these dinosaurs. Oh, no, no. The, um... Plesiosaur? No, the... Oh, like that. No, the picture of the... Giraffe and... That, I'll show it to you. It's on the next page. Oh. Yeah. Who's that ugly guy? Dusset, will you please go sit on the rug, said Mr. Rubitate. Dusset. Dusset. Oh, his name is Dusset. Dusset, Dusset, hollered Eric, and he fell out of his chair, too. This is what it looks like. See? Like an underwater creature and then a um, giraffe. Miss Rubitate put the picture down on her lap. Class, if you can't make a more mature decision, I'm going to have to put your marine reptiles away, she said. Is that what you what I should do? No, the second grade class muttered, feeling ashamed. They love marine reptiles, and they wanted Miss Rubitate, and they loved Miss Rubitate. Miss Rubitate smiled. She held up the picture. Now, the largest of the plesiosaurus was the, oh my gosh, these words, Elamasaur. As you can see in this picture, it has an extremely long neck. Oh, this looks like the um, the Loch Ness Monster. Remember from that book? And he's so sweet. Remember she sneaks out and swims with him? Does anyone have a theory about why such a long neck should be useful? You could wrap it around somebody's body and squeeze them until they were dead, Drew yelled. Like this, and he put his arms around Vanessa's neck and began to squeeze. Drew, stop that! I wasn't going to do it for real. I was just showing. Bean raised her hand. Maybe they could reach out of the water and eat birds or something? That's an interesting theory, Bean, Miss Rubitate said. Does anyone else have a theory? Um, the other way around, Ivy muttered. What, said Bean? They reached down under the water. Ivy breathed. Ivy has a theory, Miss Rubitate, she said. Do you want to share it with the rest of the class, Ivy? Miss Rubitate said. The Alamosaur probably has a long neck so he can go down to the seafloor and eat stuff there, said Ivy. Very good thinking, you two, Miss Rubitate smiled.
And Drew, your theory may be correct as well. Please leave Vanessa's alone. Oops, sorry. Please leave Vanessa, Vanessa alone. But unfortunately, we have no way of proving those theories. Those theories one way or another, since the Elemisaur is, what's the word, girls and boys? Extinct, they hollered. Except for the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, that's what I said. Ivy said softly. Yes, Ivy, said Miss Aruba Tate. Can you name another type of marine reptile? Uh, Ivy said she was struck. Miss Aruba Tate probably didn't believe that the And, lock... um, alligators and birds. Yes, those, you're so smart. The Loch Ness Monster, Ivy couldn't think of any other marine reptiles. I can go to, the... can I go to the bathroom? Oh, said Miss Aruba Tate, go along. After they heard, she heard the door close behind Ivy, Bean waved her hand there. Miss Aruba Tate, I have to go too. Are you sure, Bean, said Miss Aruba Tate. Yes, bad, Bean held her breath, trying to make her face red. If her, your face was red, Miss Rubitate usually let you go. Miss Rubitate still looked doubtful. Go on then, but come back ASAP. ASAP was Miss Aruba's word for fast. Look at her. She seems like a sweet teacher, huh? She's like this. Do you really have to go or are you just going because your best friends are going? And she's like, hey, I'm going to go. I have to go back. The portal. Oh, they're going to see the ghost. Ivy was standing outside of the bathroom door. She was staring on the ground. What you looking at, asked Bean. A portal, said Ivy, pointing at the whitish stain on the cement. What? It's a portal, a door to the underworld. This is where the ghost is coming from, Ivy said. She kneeled down to touch the stain. Bean felt a little shiver down the back of her head. A haunted bathroom was cool, but a door under the under to the underworld was creepy. The stain did kind of look like a ghost. She didn't feel so excited about the ghost anymore. Why would a ghost come to our bathroom anyway, she said, kneeling besides Ivy. The school was probably built on graves, said Ivy. That when they do that, it disturbs the spirits so that they wander around, all sad and miserable, haunting whatever was built on top of them. But it's not our fault. We didn't decide to build a school here. Ivy shook her head. Ghosts don't care. Her voice got mysterious. And now... They will seek revenge on the intruders, intruders who ruined their graves. Revenge, said Bean, staring at the spot. She'd imagined closely, cloudy shaped whirling around the breezeway towards Miss Ruba Tate's classroom. They'll be pouring in, said Ivy. An army of ghosts. But there's just one right now, right? She asked quickly. Ivy jumped up. Let's find out. She said, reaching for the door. It's an army of ghosts. No way Bean was going to going in that bathroom now. Miss Aruba Tate said that she had to come back ASAP, she said. Ivy saw Bean's face. Okay, she said. Let's go back. Put your chairs up, boys and girls, she said. Miss Aruba Tate, she said it was in every afternoon. Well, she said it every afternoon when the bell rang. And every afternoon, half of the class forgot. forgot. Drew, keep pleading. Please keep your hands to yourself. McAdam, you may not put the turtle in your backpack. Thank you. Look at the weird kid. What turtle? He's uh, trying to steal the class turtle. Uh, Emma and Zuzu were already on the field when Ivy and Bean got there. They weren't doing cartwheels. They were just... Wait. So, said Emma, tell us. 
Ivy explained about the milky cloud, about the girl coming out of the bathroom shivering, about the moaning noise, and about the yellow eyes in sh <clears throat> that shone like a flashlight. When she was done, Emma and Zuzu turned to look at the blue bathroom door. No way, said Zuzu. I don't see anything, said Emma. That's okay. Some people just can't see them, said Ivy. Bean can. Bean nodded. Some people couldn't see them, but she could. But wait, said Emma, if there's a ghost, I want to see it. She leaned in forward, staring at the bathroom. Keep your eyes open for a long time without blinking, Ivy suggested. Ivy popped her eyes at the door. A girl ran out of the breezeway into the bathroom as, a, as the door swung shut. Emma said, I see a cloud and it's a milky, it's milky like you said. Yep, that's it, Ivy said, nodding. Zuzu popped her eyes out. It, is it glowing? I thought I saw something glowing. That's the eyes, said Bean. You must be seeing eyes too. She felt very important helping Zuzu see the ghost. What are you guys doing, said. It was Leo with a soccer ball in his arms. Look, said Ivy, pointing to the girl coming out of the bathroom. See how she's rubbing her hands? It's because she's walked through cold mist. She's probably shivering too. Leo looked at Ivy. What? There's a ghost in our bathroom, Bean explained. It's like walking through a cold mist, said Emma. <laughs> it has glowing eyes, said Zuzu. You guys are wacko, said Lulu. Or said Leo, dropping the ball on the ground and pretending to kick it. There's a portal at the, There's a portal to the ghost world right outside the door in cement, said Ivy. Emma and Zuzu. Said Ivy to Emma and Zuzu. Bean and I found it when we went to the bathroom. Come on, I'll show you. I'll show it to you. A portal, said Emma. What's a portal? It's a doorway to the underworld, Bean said. Oh. Emma stood still. Bean understood how she felt. We're not going in, she exclaimed. We're just looking at the portal. It'll be totally safe, said Ivy. Bean knew that Ivy thought almost anything was safe. Okay, said Emma. Zuzu nodded. They started across the playground. Leo followed along, kicking the ball as he went. Zuzu spills the beans. The next day at lunch recess, there were no gymnastics on the grass. No soccer either. Every second grader in the school gathered around the play structure, watching the bathroom whenever someone went in. They could see the ghost inside. It had definitely become clearer at night, during the night. What are they, there all night? Pretty soon, nobody went into the bathroom. Everyone knew about the ghost, even the kindergartners, and nobody wanted to go use the haunted bathroom. Still, the second graders kept watching the door, just in case the ghost flooded out. What are you kids doing, yelled the Rose, the yard duty. We're just standing here, Bean said. Back off, it's a free country. You watch it, Miss Bean, warned Rose. But she went anyways. The ghost didn't even start causing problems until that afternoon. It was right in the middle of the of the drop. Everything and everything and red was when Miss Aruba Tate's classroom door burst open. Miss Noble marched in holding Zuzu's shoulder with Miss Noble was a fifth grade teacher and she had a thousand tiny wrinkles on her face. Oh, she looks like a grump. And she wore high heels and stockings every day. Bean's mother said that Miss Noble was an old-fashioned teacher. Bean's sister, Nancy, said that Miss Noble locked kids in her art cupboard when they were bad. Bean's mother said that Nancy was exaggerating. 
That was a nice way to say lying. Bean put her books down. She didn't like every, she didn't, she didn't like drop everything and read anyways, except for the beginning when she got down, when she got down to drop things. Miss Noble's high heels were red with stiff black bows on the front. Her shiny red fingernails were pressed into Zuzu's shoulder. Zuzu was about to cry. This was going to be much more interesting than a book. Miss Noble didn't bother to lower her voice. Becky, she boomed. You've got to keep an eye on them. I found this one all the way at the upper school bathroom. Miss Rubitate looked worried. What were you doing at the upper school bathroom, honey? Oh, I see one of the snakes is moving around. Yes. Uh-oh, look at... What you, can you please go put books on top of both of the... You did not put the book back on there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Can you put the other book on top of that one, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's trying to open it. Who is? I Didn't you hear the noise? She's trying to open it. Oh, my God. Well, don't scare him. Do it softly. Miss Arubitake looked worried. What are you doing in the upper school bathroom, honey? Zuzu opened her mouth, but no sound came out. Big tears dropped dripped down her cheeks and fell on the floor. Our bathroom's haunted. She just wailed silently, suddenly. Oh, brother, Bean looked sideways at Ivy. Trouble. Ivy, whew. Ivy was staring at Zuzu. Then Zuzu pointed right at Ivy and Bean. They saw a ghost in the bathroom and it's mad because of the schools on top of a grave and there's a portal that and more ghosts are coming, she gasped. Ivy slid down in her chair until she could hardly see over the desktop. Miss Rubitate put her arms around Zuzu. Honey, the bathroom's not haunted. Oh, yes, it is, yelled Eric. I saw him, uh, yelled Doucet. He's got a yellow glowing eye, Miss Rubitate, said Vanessa. Ivy says. Ivy looked at the classroom door. If she ran for it, it would be Miss Rubitate. Would Miss Rubitate catch her before? Oh, shoot, I just remembered something. Before she got out, Miss Rubitate turned to Ivy. Is this what? all coming from you? Hold on, I have to pause this. I just remembered it. I have ice cream in the car. Okay, hopefully the last break of the night, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's actually really beautiful. I like that. Um, and it's mad because it's on top of a school. No, Oreo. It's mad because it's on top of a graveyard, and there's a portal. Oh, we already read that part. She wished that she had never uttered the words ghost. All what, she said, funny in a high voice. Miss Arubitate, Oreo, looked over at the class. Boys and girls, who has heard this, these silly stories? One by one, hands went up until only Ivy's were in her lap. Ivy, said Miss Arubitate, are you going to tell me that you have no idea what Zuzu's talking about? Um, no, said Ivy softly. Her eyes were on the desk. It's not a silly story. The bathroom is haunted. Her face was burning hot. Oh boy, thought Bean, trouble with cheese on top. Miss Noble shook her head. Smart Alex, she boomered. I'd send her right to the principal's office if she were mine. That's what Mrs. Noble said. Hey. Ooh, murmured the second grade. But as it turns out, Miss Rubitate didn't send Ivy to the principal's office. Instead, the whole class sat in a circle on the rug while Mrs. Arubitate, aw, she's so nice, talked about how important imagination was. Then, Miss Arubitate told them a story about yelling fire in a crowd, crowded theater. Bean had no idea what any of this had to do with the haunted bathroom. 
Ivy just wanted to run away. She didn't hear anything. At least not until Miss Aruba Tate said some stories can be harmful to others. So class, that means we have to use our imaginations responsibly and respectfully. Ivy tried to scrunch down behind Bean who was sitting next to her. Miss Aruba Tate said, do you understand Ivy? Yes, whispered Ivy, not looking at Miss Aruba Tate. The bell rang and everybody started squirming, but Miss Aruba Tate held up her hand. So I expect that I won't hear any more nonsense about a ghost in the bathroom, right? Everyone looked at Ivy and picked some dirt off of the rug. Right, she whispered. Put up your chairs, boys and girls, said a Miss Aruba Tate. Oh, I think it was recess. Oh my God, look how sad she looks. Okay, we're gonna save the rest for next yeah. time. Well, we, we otherwise we're already over a half an hour and if we finish it, it's over an hour. That's like too long for kids to sit and listen. Okay. Okay, say goodbye ya. Good night. Oh, you didn't say goodbye, ya. Goodbye. No, goodbye, ya. Goodbye, ya. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs>